Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor Cole Longacre. And this is Intentional Intentional Talk, Talk, a show that cares and brings positives to the air. With our passion for our veteran communities, we also love to bring special guest veterans um, to our communities. And with that today, well, today, you might recognize Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Raymond Legault. He's Marine and retired. He was on our episode not long ago, and if you haven't seen it, be sure to check it out. But we also welcome Shane Hannaford, who's Marine retired or veteran. We're glad to have you with us. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to the Thank show you. today. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, uh, Lieutenant Legault, I would love for you to to help with us um, introduce Shane into our community. Is there anything you'd like to start with? Uh, Thank you, Lisa Kay. I welcome Shane as a fellow Marine veteran. Uh, Also, he's a member of Veterans of Foreign Wars, so we have a lot in common as his brotherhood. Uh, You may have heard of the Marine Corps being the biggest fraternity there is, and we really are. So it's a pleasure and an honor to be in the presence of fellow Marines anywhere that I go. So to have Shane here with me today uh, is his show, but I'm really here to support him yeah. <laughs> in his show. So it's just just an honor to be here. So Shane, welcome. welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I think as I shared a little while ago is that the passion that I find veterans have, y'all are like a huge family, a connection that I've not experienced before. And I just, I love that. I I love to see your passion for our country and for each other and your families. Definitely, definitely. Well, Shane, I want to know a little bit more about your background, but I do understand that maybe you have experienced some PTSD um, as part of your service to our great nation. Tell us a bit about that. And especially for those of us, I'm the wife of a veteran, uh, Army uh, Airborne Paratrooper veteran. (laughs) Tell him we said thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think things may be slightly different for him than maybe for you, but we would love to better understand uh, more about PTSD and how you might overcome that. Okay. Yeah. uh, That's a great question. And I think that's uh, very relevant, uh, not only in the past, but especially now. Um, The numbers might have changed, but the last time I checked, uh, we had veterans, not just Marines, but veterans across the board, uh, taking their lives about 22 times a day, a rough number. Um, But that's 22 too many. Um, So as far as PTSD, um, I I served in Iraq uh, in in 2004. Uh, I was injured by uh, an IED, a few IEDs. Um, And I, I ended up getting out in 2005 and went back to Iraq as a private security contractor, on and off. I uh, had some jobs here and there to stay home, but uh, my last time in Iraq was 2017. Um, so it, that's that's going to kind of build up. And I think Marines and other veterans are really good about suppressing feelings or things they don't want to talk about. Um, and that's, that's a problem. Um, and it stuck up on me. And so one thing I wanted to bring to light today is that veterans do have an option. Um, I know I wrote a paper um, to submit for a scholarship, but it was on what the military could do better to try to combat that transition between active duty and the the first civ div, the civilian sector. And especially with infantry, 
um, the, the other Marine in here, we just had a conversation about that. Uh, that transition is really difficult. And I think one, uh, I don't know about all branches, but at least the Marine Corps, when I got out, TAPS and TAMPS is kind of like they take a week and transition you into a civilian again. But, you know, uh, the colonel spent, I don't know how many decades in. I mean, he's, <laughs> that, that's, that's why he's a colonel, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I was only in for four and a half years. And then I was I was back in Iraq working for uh, different agencies as, as a civilian for a long time, doing close to the same thing, just, uh, you know, someone else signed my check. And um, that's the, the PTSD is real. But so this just focus on active duty. Um, the Marine Corps spent five years, um, you know, molding you into what, what they needed. And they only spend a week trying to mold you back into an, an appropriate civilian, you know, and I, I think that's unacceptable. There might be a lot of administrative, you know, issues behind that or why it's only a week. But I think veterans deserve a lot more than that. Um, when they transition, um, like myself, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a job, you know, uh, back overseas. Um, but a lot of vets aren't, and there's a lot of vets that, that I've helped, a lot of vets that the colonels helped, and and you've you've seen vets struggling. There's homeless veterans, um, you know, and at my lowest of lows, uh, I was in a lot of trouble. Um, I, I won't go into too great a detail, you know, on air, but I put my family in a very compromising position. So a couple things I wanted to introduce to veterans out there is it's not just the veteran themselves that needs to like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know suck it up buttercup that was appropriate when you're active duty it's not appropriate as, as, a, as a, a new member of civilian society so I, I think it's also on the responsibility of fellow veterans and Marines to look out for one another you know if you haven't talked to your you know your brothers or sisters give them a call once a month and when and when they say they're fine that's not good enough they might not be fine you, you need to have rebuild that relationship and that camaraderie like like Marines have so there's a community you know? and there's a response amongst the community to support and care for one another. Yes, ma'am. Check in because you're their eyes and ears, yeah. the same as you would be in combat and Absolutely. Out, in, out in the force. Right. You know, um, also for the veterans, families, spouses, male or female, that is the spouse of a veteran, they too um, go through a lot mm -hmm. as well um, during that transition and, and while you're you're away. So is there help for the family as well, spouses as well? Yes, ma'am. I'll give you one of those uh, resources. And um, at least from, from a guy's standpoint, and I'm sure a lot of women that might be watching this will appreciate it, but uh, behind every strong man is a stronger woman. And that could go the other way too. But a lot of times the spouses, in my opinion, have it a lot harder than the service member themselves. Because when I was in Baghdad, Fallujah, you know, Ramadi, when I was okay, I knew I was okay. But your wife and children back home, uh, they're, it's, it's uh, easy to think worst case scenario. So something that really, really helped me um, when I was in a uh, lower than low, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, my brother um, and my, well, my brother takes credit for it, but he, he found a program that he saw, I think it was, was Good Morning, Good Morning America or whatnot, and it, it was uh, out in Boulder Crest called Warrior Path, and they, uh, they, they sponsor the veteran. You have to apply for it. Um, they, they fly you out there. You spend a week out there, and then you spend the next 18 months after that kind of in, in a program, and I did that, and it completely changed my life, and what, what 
what Warrior Path also offers is they will also sponsor families to come out there. So say if, if the, the you know Colonel went out there, he, he's he's in, in the program, he's he's learning, he's grown, and they're really big on post traumatic growth. So what might what PTSD might have done to you to really um, label you or uh, not not even just combat PTSD I mean there's PTSD all over you know uh, women from uh, and men fr- from being assaulted PTSD isn't exclusive to veterans um, but warrior path uh, if you're in the program you can come back with your spouse and they know that th- that's a team effort it, it's a, a coordinated effort so that they'll, they'll work with both of you and uh, one of them is out in Arizona and it's beautiful the other one's out in uh, I think in Virginia so Alisa Kidd, that's a very good question. So I'm glad that you, you raised that, and I'm glad that Shane answered and provided that, that information because oftentimes, and I believe, Taylor, you may be able to relate to this as well as being a spouse of a active duty, uh, former active duty uh, uh, a soldier, but spouses and children, they take a whole lot of uh, beating up, and a lot of folks don't know that. So a lot of times when, when you see them out in public, oftentimes the Veteran gets a credit. You know, you told you tell a veteran, "Thank you for your service." But like Shane mentioned, behind every man is a uh, strong man is a stronger woman. So a lot of times, I would encourage the society. You see a family together. You know, that's an active duty or a retired veteran. Just say thank you, family. Just just, just don't thank him or her as a service member, but just thank their family. It's particularly the kids for what they have gone through, what they've endured. So yes. thank you for bringing that up. And actually, thanks for Shane for answering that question. That's so true. And Lieutenant Colonel, what you, I'm, I'm sure you know about yeah. the resources that are available yeah. to veterans, but could you give us um, an example of the types of support that's available for veterans today? Uh, yes, matter of fact, the, the Veterans uh, the veterans Affairs, for, for instance, actually has a lot of support for the military themselves or retired service members. But in every... Uh, community, every state, there are actually the Veterans Board, for instance, here in Texas, you, you had the Texas Veterans Commission that actually offers those types of uh, a support, as Shane talked about, that spouses uh, and children of, of servicemen and women could actually go to and get that. Uh, there are a lot of veteran service organizations that help facilitate that, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the Marine Corps League, the for instance, you have the uh, Veterans uh, Foreign Wars Auxiliary that helps out as well, American Legion. So all of those resources are available to help spouses and help family members as well. We're going to pause just a moment there, and then we will continue our conversation okay. with Shane okay. and Lieutenant Colonel. Okay. Welcome back to Intentional Talk. I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor Cole Longacre. And we are here with Lieutenant Colonel Raymond Legal and our guest uh, today with um, Marine veteran Shane Hannaford. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, touching back on a conversation you brought up about when you be- come out of the service and back into the civilian, civilian citizenship, however you say that, that one week training, what can we do all as a community to 
maybe enforce that into a 90-day program or something longer? Because, like you said, one week is not enough time. Yeah. To, you know. Um, well, the colonel could probably speak to uh, like the logistics behind what it would take to make that like like one week to 30 days. Uh, mine was more um, on my opinion uh, on what should happen. That was going to be presented to a legislation committee to get a scholarship to go to D.C. and present my findings and studies to, to Congress. However, uh, it could be a funding issue. I'm not really sure. But assuming that nothing you know worthwhile moves fast, right, and, and nothing in the Marine Corps moves fast, Unless, <laughs> unless you're downrange. Um, uh, but what can be done and, and what is being done, but uh, um, veterans could use it as a greater resource, is veteran service officers. I know uh, we have them in the Marine Corps League. Um, you know, and he, he's, he's the commandant. That's definitely the guy to talk to. Um, with the VFW, uh, Ms. Sheena Lullis. Uh, she, she's the, the, the commander. Sheena Lullis. Sheena Lullis. Yes. yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah, she runs the VFW, and she's helped me personally. Um, she's helped other veterans. Um, I know uh, Defenders of Freedom is another one uh, locally in North Texas that can help veterans, but their service officers um, can really help put that veteran on track. And, and if the veteran wants to use the GI Bill and go to I go to college. Um, I'm the president of the um, uh, the, the SVA, um, Student Veterans of America, at Collin College, and that's one thing that we do. We, there's a, there's a checklist, and if the uh, if we can sync up with the veterans, but it's hard to identify every veteran. Now I know the three of us in this room could probably pick out a Marine from the crowd, right? Um, but we can't always identify everybody. So that's where I think everybody needs to be involved. And and once they leave that that I wouldn't say safety net, but that that community, the camaraderie and the yeah. brotherhood and sisterhood of being active duty, once they, they break those ties, you really need to, to latch on to something else because there's so many things that need to be done, like getting checked in with the VA for healthcare. Um, if, if you were injured, you know, like, like we were, getting, getting a, your disability rating checked because that's tax-free, and if you get up to 100% in the great state of Texas, you get your property taxes exempt, you know? But without, without being involved and getting help, you wouldn't know all that. So there's not one big, huge main organization that you can go to for all of those things. I mean, there's there's really so there's so many veterans that uh, yeah. like like the two of us that want to help or willing to help, and, and there's more help. Uh, there's more veterans that need help, and there's so many veterans that are willing to give help. It's it's bringing those two together um, that I think a lot of us find uh, problematic. So, right. You know, and to your point, Lisa, uh, Lisa K. I think what, where the community could help more of is, as Shane alluded to, uh, when you transition, you know, there's a week-long transition assistance program, which is what it's called when the active duty service member leaves the service and comes into civilian society. But oftentimes you come back to your society and there's no welcoming committee, so to speak. Uh, if you recall, I mentioned last time we met that Frisco has started the Frisco Veterans Advisory Committee, which I'm a member of. And the objective of that, com of that committee is to seek out veterans coming into Frisco and, and be the facilitator to coordinate issues that, they, uh, they, that veteran may have with all the agencies, veteran service organizations, so forth. So that's the body, the arm that does that. But that's just one city, that's Frisco. So what we would encourage is that every city establish some body within that, within that leadership that you can look at veterans and say, you know what, I want to take the lead and make sure I facilitate that veterans transition into civilian society from the service. That's that's that would be a great help. Yeah. 
Yes. So if you had the opportunity to speak to veterans, just looking into the camera here and, and, and offer any recommendation or advice to them, what would that be? Um, it's, I could speak on this for, for an hour, um, <laughs> but if there's veterans struggling out there watching this, no, you're not alone. And that's not cliche because I was one of them. Um, I, I was uh, ready to end everything and I didn't. My brother helped. Veterans organizations helped. I'm back on my feet now. I'm going to school full time. I've got a baby on the way. Super exciting. No, not, not my first one. I mean, we, we, we've, we've got a platoon Everybody now, right? Gets a yeah, but I mean, my life has yeah. completely changed thanks to veteran organizations but when, when they get out like don't don't think you can be uh oh, we can't curse but i mean don't think you can be tough you know i mean you, you don't need to be i mean it, it's okay to be vulnerable and ask for help and that's one thing that they really focused on other than post-traumatic growth with uh with warrior path was you know don't be afraid to ask for help because you'll be surprised at what kind of you know compassion you'll get back from the veterans community so when you get out when, when you discharge or you, you eas you know don't take any time in linking up with another their veterans organization. Yeah. And what's that organization yeah. again? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Marine Corps League is great. If, if you're a Marine, if not, uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars is great. And there are... Um, uh, veterans organizations, uh, uh, VSOs at colleges all across America. And if you're local with us here in Collin, come find me at Collin College. Um, the SVA will take care of you. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. You know, that's part of what Taylor and I, our passion is for our veterans community. When we launched the Fellowship Power Lunch Veterans Appreciation Luncheon last November, we had standing room only and served 64 veterans and their families. And those veterans today and that specific day were talking about how they feel like they've been forgotten. And you know, once yeah. or twice a year you're remembered yeah. and then you're forgotten. Intentional talk with us is we want to bring the awareness every month to it's the phenomenal. communities and yeah. have these conversations so that these people, we can all reach out to the organizations there. No, we thank you for that. And you, you both, you and Taylor, Lisa Kay, have a platform that actually facilitates that. We definitely appreciate that. And as I mentioned the last time I was here, you know, there's always a spiritual component. I can't go without saying that. There's a spiritual component to all of this that actually has a, a, a reach, a far far reach, a, a very long reach, I should say, that we are trying to get to some of the churches to also reach out and stand up and say, you know what, you could be a great help because you have veterans among your, your, your congregation within your midst that you could go ahead and be that facilitator as well to help uh, not only veteran service organizations, but to also be a standalone by that could actually offer some great assistance. So. Yes. That's a great point. And, you know, partnering with organizations for faith and ministers and clergymen, anyone, because they're reaching people, right? Yes. And they, they're yes. reaching hurting people. And many are exactly. members of armed forces and have served our country in multiple yes. facets. Yes. So that's a, a great point. Anything else you'd like to add, Lieutenant Colonel, on ways that we can better reach those in our communities and help support and lift them up, especially during these challenging times? Because I know many veterans who were unemployed in the midst of the pandemic were also struggling mm -hmm. and looking for resources. Yes, you know, I would say, and to actually uh, uh, steal a quote from our late President Kennedy that say that don't ask not what you could do for you, a country could do for you, but what you could do for your country. Yeah. I would say a lot of organizations need to ask the same questions about veterans. Don't wait for a veteran to show up on your doorstep and, and, and knock and say, hey, I'm here. 
just just ask the questions. Just go into your 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 uh, your your group and say, hey guys, you know, we want to help veterans. What can we do? And put it out there so so that veterans could come out and uh, and meet you. So a lot of times, as Shane had mentioned, veterans may not know those resources where they are, where they are. But if you, as an organization, make it available, make it known, then it's easy for me once I transition and I come back to Spain society to look and say, hey, there are 10 organizations within Collin County I could go to. Right now, a lot of folks don't know it unless another veteran shares that. So organizations, I believe, could be stand up, be loud, and say, come and knock on my door. I'm here to help. And I think that would be a great help. Amen. You know, I did visit with Sheena Lawless. She runs the VFW for Frisco. And I asked, what can I do um, for your organization? And ladies and gentlemen, we do have homeless veterans. So if you are, and this is the, today is the day of giving, North Texas. Yes. Giving day. Giving day. Reach out to the VFW. It could be Frisco. It could be Dallas. But go on their websites. If you've got an opportunity to tithe, tithe so that our veterans are taken care of as well. Yeah. And I know from my uncle, the VFW was a huge resource for him. And and he was able to rub shoulders and spend time and build camaraderie with people that knew things that none of us could support him with. It was a brotherhood, a sisterhood. There were people that knew the walk that he had taken and were there to be alongside him like no one else. And so, yeah, absolutely. The VFW as well as the VA. And I I know those organizations are underfunded and we need to do everything we can as a community to, to build them up. And I know we have a lot of people yeah. beyond North Texas. And so if you have yeah. a day of giving in your community, my yeah. friends from Oklahoma, you know this. <laughs> let's, no. help, let's help each other out. No, and what, what you two are doing, Taylor and, and Lisa Kay, I, I applaud you for that. I mean, say you, you guys have come up with the idea of just elevating veterans and veterans needs and just make just a level of awareness you are bringing to a, a large audience beyond North Texas. I so. think I think that's that's a great thing. So I, I applaud you for that personally. So thank you so much for that. I'm not taking credit for it. No, it's, it's, all, it's all the Lord just it's coming it. in yeah. because yeah. we could <laughs> sure. we to do it. it. I'll tell you, the um, people, a lot of people, we can all think of some that focus on an accomplishment of their past, you know, where I did this or I am this, and it, it shouldn't ever define you, whether it's positive or negative. You know, no one should should rest on their, oh, I was a high school football star. You know what? No, no one really cares. It's all about what you're doing right now, um, and, and that's such across the board. So what you two are doing, bringing awareness to veterans and having us on and and getting to put that out there thank you thank you a lot of veterans need you and and your service now uh defines you as great people yes we need you you. well thank you so much for being with us we appreciate your time and again you know you taught us before lieutenant colonel (laughs) about thanking people for their service yes Yes. (laughs) what what is your advice again for that (laughs) my advice is to thank veterans, not just for their service, but for who they are in the community. And now, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, just extend that thanks to the entire family, because again, spouses and children go through a significant uh, amount of adjustment uh, themselves. And uh, when their spouse is deployed and when a spouse transition, it's a lifestyle change for those family members as well. So when you see a family member or you see a family as a whole, just go up to that entire family and say, thank you for your service, but they all collectively I've served America, not just a service member who wore a uniform. 
So I, I applaud you. I employ you to do that. That's great. Team effort, right? <laughs> team effort, yeah, exactly. We'll one fight, one team. Team effort. Yeah, and we were a great team today. Yes, so yes, yes. yes. As part of our yeah, team yes. on Intentional Talk, you want to be sure to yeah. tune in to Intentional Talk on Pray.com, on yeah. IntentionalTalk.org, and soon anywhere you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. 